What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Business Breakthrough. I sit down with my good friend Ian of Brink Construction as we hammer out strategy. He's in the next phase of his business. So the first time we sat together, uh, we were hammering out strategy to help him acquire help to remove him from the production side to help him form a business. And uh, you know, we went over hiring process and we went over niching down and. He took my advice, which is awesome. So now we're at the next level of him actually keeping his team busy and uh, anticipating growth. So this was a really great uh, business breakthrough with Ian. I hope you get a lot out of it. And thank you again for listening to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. The big question you need to ask yourself every day is, do I own a job or do I own a business? And unfortunately, the majority of contractors out there own a job. That's right. They're a slave to their own business. But the other side of the fence is so much greener, it's so much better, and that's when you're finally fully in control of your destiny, your freedom, your time, and that's what Contractor Secrets is about. It's about taking back our time, building a business with systems, standards, values, procedures, putting yourself in the driver's seat, and that's what it's about. So I'm excited, I'm happy to have you here. Let's dive into the Contractor Secrets Podcast. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. I got Ian back with me uh, of Brink Construction in Canada. Uh, we're here hammering out some strategy. Yesterday, we hammered out some strategy, but now we're going to hammer out some more strategy. Uh, so what's the topic today, man? What's an area that uh, you're wanting to focus on? Um, so last time that we were together, um, we were obviously looking to hire and stuff like that, which I actually did get two employees Okay. now, which is awesome, but terrifying at the same time. And uh, part of me is having an issue with just like, it's just a stress of keeping them busy and, and selling those lead or those, yeah, selling, getting like the leads to, you know, buy. And also, uh, yeah. you know, right now is a crazy time because we have Christmas coming up and then we have uh, the new year's coming up. So I'm trying to fill up the schedule, but I'm like, right now I only have two weeks. Yeah. Out. Different world with when you have other people counting on you, man. Originally it was keeping yourself busy, worrying about yourself and being like, ah, no work next week. All right. I'll, I'll <laughs> go outside and uh, take care of some lawn work, you know? And it's like, now, now it's like, Hey, they don't have, maybe they don't have that luxury. They are depending on you to bring income into their household. So how's, exactly. that, and how's that mental uh, transition been for you? It's super stressful. I don't, I tell people <clears throat> it's like I adopted two families. There you, you go. know, because I adopted, I literally Good. adopted two families, right? Now I need to, to take care of them. And so, I mean, this last Here's two weeks what you have need been to think. Nuts. It's not you take, well, yes, you are taking care of them, but you need to, you need to put them in positions for the customers to take care of them. Like you are a facilitator, right? And it's sometimes it's, it's, it's good to like, think of things like that, to take the pressure off of yourself. If you really honestly say that to yourself, like I am, I just adopted these guys. I got to figure out how to, how to pay them really you are, if you stand back, the facilitator of supply and demand. And what you're doing is you're taking them and you're putting them in a position to be paid by the customer through you. You're just divvying out the money to them. You see, so sometimes it helps to take the pressure off with no, analogy. Sure. Like that. that is true. <laughs> um, but th these last two weeks have been crazy. I, um, I've been, you know, up till 8, 9, 10 p.m. sometimes doing job or um, estimates. Yeah. Um, one, like as example, the other day, we're working on this job. It's a flip house. And uh, I found out that they didn't bring the wood in to start, um, you know, um, uh, what do you call it? Accumulating or whatever. So um, I called the the homeowner, which was the client. And he's like, oh, yeah, it's all in the garage. So I was like, OK, it's like 11 o'clock at night here. I have to drive an hour to the job site. 
to go bring all this stuff in. I drove an hour there. And then, um, and before I drove, he said, Oh, I'd feel so bad if you did that for me. And I'm like, look, dude, I'm not doing this for you as much as I like you. I'm doing this to keep my guys busy. You know, like I can't send them home without work. So I drove an hour there spent, and I'm not even kidding Tanner when I say this an hour trying to get the door open because he bought the cheapest padlock you can. And then finally another door worked by just slamming it open because the lock yeah, is this barely. Is, this is, this is what, I mean, this is what it takes. And it's exactly. like, I love that, that you did that. This is business. This is it's never, it's not this peachy thing. And I, I'm glad you shared with me this, this example, because I mean, I could draw on so many examples where I had to stop eating dinner with my mm -hmm. family and go and handle something that needed to be handled. I mean, this is business is ugly, you know, yeah. it is. And we're, we're trying to make it pretty, but it takes a while. <laughs> It really I only got is. home at 1.30, slept for four hours to bring the next guy back to the site yeah. the next day. So. But what we do this for is for freedom. And we exactly. do it for control of our time and the ability to create a great place for our people to work. So I commend you for the hustle. Thank you. Thank you. So now, okay, this is the biggest problem. This is why I called you. So originally what my plan was is let's get some data or some people might say data, get some data together and then come to you with it and say like, how can I improve? But after doing my first job costing, which thank you to you for giving me that form, Oh, you um, like it? The I do like it. I do like it. Yeah, I do want to mention right? when you sent it to everyone, though, some um, formulas were screwed up because of when we were doing the demo. So I had to fix those. Ah, yeah. Sorry. But, <laughs> yeah, no, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. So um, so I did my first job costing and we were negative 14% profit. So that's, that's why. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, so, if you didn't do that, though, you could have been operating that. And the crazy thing about cash flow is, is that it confuses us. Like, you know, we get the cash and we pay somebody and then we get a deposit for another job. And we don't really look back to say like, hey, we've been profitable. And uh, sometimes the cash confuses us. Exactly. Now, there are a couple of things that I do want to mention about this specific um, scenario is that it was the guy's first job working together. So maybe they're trying to get the groove of each other. Um, and it was also a glue down floor and, um, and it, it was just like, it's one of those situations where it's like, I don't know if I need to be kicking my guy's butt in the gear or if I need to, um, right. And th I this mean, is why I kind of talk to you. Negative 14% to be losing money. Something is way off. Yeah. And it has something. to be, it's something's way off. It, it, and, and the quicker you pinpoint that, the quicker you can fix it. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, it's not mm -hmm. like you looked at the end of the year and said we lost 14% across the board. <laughs> um, so let's talk about the job, right? Let's start there. Where'd you get the lead from? Uh, so this lead came from uh, Eric. Okay. So essentially job costing could be narrowed down to the point where you divide the amount that you're paying Eric. And then you divide it by all the jobs that you uh, or all the leads that you got. And you allocate actually a cost to that job for that lead too. That's mm. a deeper level of costing, but Hey, if you actually narrow it down, there is a number that you could find. So it could even be less. So when you look at that, what was the, uh, what, so wasn't there like a discount offer that was put on this job? Yes. So we're currently doing a 17% discount, which is one of the reasons why I'm also talking is because it seems like I'm always bringing in the customers who are trying to get a very cheap deal. Well, it's all, it's all perception. So exactly, you, you know, they, I mean, it's not like something that people know, like an iPhone's 900 bucks. Like everyone knows that 17% off of that, you know, okay. Mm -hmm. iPhone really actually gave you a discount with your services, emotional and variable. So you could yeah. be 
you know, you could be up, oh, you know what today, you know, it's going to be six grand today, you know, yeah. and then we'll give you 17% off of that. So it'll be like 5,400, you know? So it's like, you know, it, that I don't care about that. It's your job to frame it though. Like if yeah. you're not doing a good job of framing the discount in a way that favors you in terms of perception and also makes the customer feel valued and not like they're being taken advantage of, that's your job. You got to get better at that. Um, sure. So let's talk about the price. What, what was the price of the job? So um, do you mind if I share my screen, actually? Not at all. Okay. So there's a couple things here I want to show you. First, so first, I'll kind of show you. Um, can you see QuickBooks, right? Yeah. Okay. So pretty much the job itself um, came out to. Here we go. So this is my, this is my, actually my invoice here. So it was um, $2 uh, per square foot for removing the existing floor. It was 75 cents a square foot for removing the existing carpet. It was $4 and 25 cents a square foot for installing the glue down hardwood floor. And then um, $3 and 20 square uh, linear, sorry, $2 and $3 and 20 cents a linear foot to install 122 linear feet of baseboard. And that also includes the supply of the material. And then uh, this was Alex's cost for painting. And then there's the discount at the bottom. And then this is actually, I did the $25 incentive for them to leave three reviews, which I adopted from your uh, podcast. I forget who it was, who Alex talked about Alex. Um, which, and did he do it? Um, I, so far, no, but um, this was like, I literally collected the check like two days ago or a day ago. And he did, and you collected it without him actually doing the reviews? Um, actually, I just sent him the review links yesterday. So we're going to see how it goes. Okay. See if he does it. All right. So, um, and this, uh, and then, uh, he paid for the floor himself, correct? That is correct. Yes. All right. So all this minus, cause you just charge costs on the painting at six eighty. Um, I know his rate is $3 a linear foot. I charged up four. Uh, four. So you I made 170 up. bucks on the painting. Yes. Okay. So, um, a couple things here. So first off, how, how did you come up with these numbers? Like this, is this based off of, what you know, like, like the dot, like the per linear per square footage rate, like, is, or is this based off of like what you've done in the past or what, you know, it usually installs for what, so, is, what does that look like? It's actually funny because originally when I first started my business, I called some other companies. It's just get like a, a range of what they're, they're at. And uh, it's actually funny because I did this yesterday for this call so that I can actually show you some, some data. So I called a total of 12 companies and got, um, <laughs> <laughs> all their square footage costs for hard nail hardwood, that's glue awesome. nail down hardwood, vinyl and laminate. As, and but then, listen, as much as this is, is is, I think it's cool that you did that. Yeah. I also think it's worthless unless they tell you how much they're paying their guys. No, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> like, but I just I mean, tried to get like a range of an yeah, idea. No, and like yeah, it actually, I, I I said how many days it's going to take them for wow. a thousand square feet, and then how many people they bring on the job site. <laughs> That's super These are the cool. averages. <laughs> I love it, dude. That is actually really cool. So I don't know if anyone, obviously I'm going to explain what, what I'm looking at here. Cause it's cool. So he put together a spreadsheet of 12 companies that he called, uh, to get how much they charge for per square footage for hardwood, glue down vinyl, uh, how many people they put on the job site, how many days it's going to take and, uh, what they charge per square footage. It's pretty funny how every, how you've gotten 12 people to just give you these numbers without yeah. without any any issue i think that's kind of funny um median medians uh and all that so so first of all none of them are actual salespeople if they gave it to you over the phone 
no, you know, I know and i think there were, like, were some people who said that i need to see the job first which yeah, i was like and, oh, i understand and, that and that's cool so like the but you can see like the majority of them are not um so you're in you're in i like to say you're in bloody water man because like if the average customer can do this then you know it's easy for them to price shop 12 companies so you're gonna have to probably work a little extra harder to build the value man and mm-hmm. I think, I don't know if you were on the call still yesterday that we did with Eric, there was one guy who said um, that he actually met the customer at the flooring distribution store and helped them pick out what type of flooring they wanted. So if you um, see here, um, oh, actually, my apologies. Uh, <clears throat> one thing that I offer on every single one of my um, estimates is a free in-person consultation. How are you offering that though? Because if you're just writing it down, that's do you, want, do you want to do like a, like a role play of our, of the sales process? Well, no, I just want to ask, cause I got to get back to this number and I don't want to deviate. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, no, no. So problem. like when so, you do the sales process, are you emphasizing that you're going to meet them and do, and do everything yeah. with them? Okay. So normally if they come up to me and they say, Oh, we don't really know what we want yet. I said, Oh, that's no problem. Because one thing that our company also offers with every single one of our sales is a free in-person consultation where we'll, we will either bring you samples if available or bring okay. you to our trusted suppliers to make sure you get the perfect right. material. That's cool. How many samples do you carry with you in your car? Um, well, I, I was carrying samples, but I don't bring them in the, in the house. Okay. You should bring them in the house after you price the job. And after I make the sale. After or, you price the job. It's a great way. In, that I, I, it could be after you make the sale, but after you price the job, you could go in and you could say, you know what, listen, you know, before I get started, I have some samples in the car. Let me show you some samples because I know there's a variable here about how much it's going to cost you to pick a certain type of floor. Would you like me to show you some options that we have mm-hmm. that we're familiar with? Now, I know you used, to, you used to sell the floor on top of the sale and now we're doing labor, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit different. Now, you, actually, could come in, you could I, come in with that, but we're, we're so go ahead. I'll, I'll let you I'll let you continue. When I did call this guy here, he actually mentioned like I I the last person I called, I basically listened, told him exactly what I was doing, and he's like, oh, and he kind of like we sat there on the phone. It was like thirty minutes before our call yesterday, and I just talked to him all about my business and about him, and I actually sent him the podcast again, and uh, and basically he told me that a lot of where his he does subcontractors, but he said a lot of where his profit comes from is actually markup on material. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, you it, listen, you might have to pivot here because that's what I'm trying to figure out. And, mm-hmm. and I don't, I, you know, the thing about it is, is that there's, there's the variable of what type of material and that's where you might bring in an allowance. It just, it gets messy. You and I both know this because it's like, what do they want now? How you create a hedge against this is you bring samples and you identify what the price is for that specific sample. So for example, you can bring you know, if they're doing vinyl, you can bring three different vinyls and you could label them as to what they are per square footage, obviously the box. And then you could say, okay, now this might not be the color you want, but if you get this style, this is what we're going to have to price you for. And we can look at the different color variations. You yeah, know, I normally I bring think, like chain sets with like 15 different colors on it. Yeah. And then say, okay, what color you want? Like, dude, if you can do that, like it's easy for me in the paint world to do that because our pricing for paint is usually right at the same, no matter what color they choose. Again, the hardest variable for you is, and again, you're going to obviously increase your closing rate. You're going to, again, have the luxury of markup on materials, which it's looking like you're going to need if you're hitting negative 14% in terms of a profit margin on this. So 
it might be worth your time to go to a flooring distri distribution area or, or, or store, find out different tiers of floors and really try to create a system to where you can narrow down what they want, what thickness they want, what style they want, what type they want, and then provide them those samples on the spot. So you can find out what pricing you're going to price it at with that flooring, because mm -hmm. it is valuable when the contractor comes in and says, we'll take care of everything. This is what it's going to be. Yeah. I think that, that was actually my plan because I did get a job sold yesterday and, um, I already started the whole color consultation. I gave them my chain set of uh, vinyl samples. And then today I was going to be going to distributors to try to find a nice dark color of what they were looking for. And while I was there, I was going to ask them for any samples that they might be able to give me or I might be able to buy. So, so this is good because if you have that chain <clears throat> thing of 15, you know, you could sell the job with that and say, I'm going to come back tomorrow and bring you an actual piece of it. Hmm. You know, might be a little extra work but that solidifies the selection. Now, after they've already committed and they don't like that, you already have the sale. So you can say, okay, well, if you want to upgrade to something different, it's going to be this much more. Mm -hmm. You see how much different that is? Because all this is, is about narrowing and zeroing in. Unfortunately, we want them to pick something. And if you can do that in a way that hedges against them making a bad decision, which I believe it would be, you give them the chain set, at the consultation, you let them know what quality it's going to be. Maybe you have little cutouts of thickness. And then you say, listen, after we're done here, I'm going to obviously quote them, agree to it. After we're done here tomorrow, I'm going to bring you by a sample so you can see what this is like. But this is where we're at in terms of cost. We can agree to this. And if we need to make a change, if you decide to go in a different direction, then we can make an adjustment here. But I'm going to bring you this actual sample flooring just so you can actually see what it looks like. Mm -hmm. That's value. And that's getting, that's, that's really, really making it easy for you to get the sale because there's, this is a big barrier for people. What type of floor they're going to pick. There's just so many variables. I mean, so it's, it might require you to really zero in and figure out how you're going to go about this to where you can uh, mark up the mark up the flooring, because it's going to be hard to overcome negative 14%, no matter what I do here, if, if that's what you really hit. Yeah. Well, you know, most, most, you know, most flooring companies operate with the subcontractor model to where the subcontractors get a set price. If they take too long on it, then it's the subcontractor's loss. Yeah, no, for sure. I can actually show you here as well. I'll do this. This is the, um, this is, so this is, I think the problem that I mainly had here was the amount of days it took, right? It took us four days to do, um, just under 600 square feet. Now the one thing that I didn't price for in this job was moving furniture, which is what the guys told me took a lot of, of their time. And, so, um, sorry, yeah. go ahead. No, I'm just saying, so what you have here is great. You have two guys right now. And right now you're just testing the waters of what life is like when you're trying to keep people busy. The big problem I see here is that Ashcom and Jamie are both getting paid the same amount. That to me means that they are both really good at what they do or you're overpaying. Which one is it? So they are both really, really good. Okay. That means that you need to split them up and find two helpers under them to lower the, the cost. And now you have two crews. I know mm. that's like, wow, I don't know if I could do that. You're, yeah, you can. Because I mean, that's, that's a lot, dude. No, I know. Um, 
it's almost like you know how you say like the unicorn things yeah i genuinely think i somehow stumbled across two of the unicorns it's not because- somehow you're diligent and you're 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 you you are you have a attractive personality when it comes to business man and you're trying to figure this out and you you, you apply yourself and that's attractive to people that aren't business minded but they want to work and they need the skill and you're not afraid to pay them really well i mean yeah. these are the things that i preach i love it but you've also got to look at it like this these two guys are really good you know, I have two A personalities here. Let's just say that. And I'm not, they're not thriving right now together. Although they think they are for the business. It's not, we need to separate them and find two college kids or two helpers alongside them. It's going to lower the job cost and they're probably going to get it done in the same amount of time because one person's holding the wood, the other person's cutting it. Hmm. I mean, what is, what are the two, what are two mechanics doing during the day? I mean, if you have one of those guys who are getting paid that much money, all they're doing is grabbing the piece that got cut and putting it in. That is yeah. not efficient Yeah, at all. Would you agree? No, I agree. Um, in this circumstance though, one thing I do want to talk about these guys is they have the business in their best interest. Like last day or yesterday we were on break. And all they were talking about is systems that we can implement in the, in the business to make it run better. And we were thinking of like, oh, let's get this going here and let's do that. And they're like, and one of the guys, Jamie, he's like, hey, man, I know that you said we don't get our T-shirts and stuff until our three-month uh, probation. But he's like, if I give you money out of my pocket to get the T-shirts now so we look more professional on the site, I would be willing to do that. And then you, then you could pay me back after the three months or something. Yeah. And like, then if, they're, so they're, it's like they're bought in. And I think that. You, I'm telling you, you have, I'm telling you what I'm seeing here. That's why you, you came on. You have two yeah. great people. Your job is to give them more room for growth. Like if you have people that are ready to grow, you need to allow them to grow. I mean, you should definitely be giving them t-shirts off the bat. I mean, it's such a small expense, maybe three t-shirts. And if they, if they quit, take it off their check. If it's that big of a deal. Yeah. I'm still it's waiting for hurting. them to come in though. That's it. I don't actually oh, have gotcha. Okay. <laughs> so in any case, I'm just letting you know that look at this. You have two great guys. Your job cost right now, your your hourly labor cost right now is massive in comparison to what your competition is doing for two people on a job. It's huge. Mm-hmm. You need to find a way to offset that. And now you're doing you're 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 able to not only offset it, but you're able to give yourself a little more pressure to do two jobs at once, which means right now the entire business is surviving off of what one job can do. So here's deeper thought in terms of cost. Number one, the employees have to get paid. Number two, you try to get paid. Number three, the business needs to make profit. And then number four, all the overhead costs of running a business marketing, right? Mm-hmm. I pay, I pay about 5,500 bucks a month. Yeah. All that's coming from one channel. Guess what happens when you do two channels? You see now yeah. employees, right? Next level profit, a little bit of profit on each one. And then the overhead gets split into two. Mm -hmm. So this might be a pivotal moment for you to switch gears here, because even if you do mark up materials, even if you do like, I don't know, raise your labor prices here. Number one, you're going to be stressed out because it is going to be harder to sell. You're going to have to work harder to hit these numbers. Right. And number two, we can't guarantee that the jump that you're going to get is going to be what's going to make you feel in control. You're still going to have to branch out to do two jobs at once. Yeah. Now's the time. When, when else is the time? No, for sure. 
Uh, I think the other now I would I definitely think I'd be a lot more confident in going and hiring two more people helpers. But the scary part is, is trying to just keep this one crew busy right now has been so hard. And it's not even the, the lead flow coming in. It's that, and this is the next thing I want to talk about was the sales process, right? I, I feel like everyone always tells me that my prices are already too high. And I'm like really, really into my sales process that like they literally tell me, I would like, I, I offer like, Hey, you know, I know that you went with somebody else. Would you mind leaving a character review? Because I helped you figure out what you're looking to do. By basically, I, it's like they're not my right customer. How I many know. estimates are you doing in a week? Um, roughly five. Like this week, I have one, two, okay. three. And tell me four, what five. your tell me what your follow up process looks like. So that's one of my biggest issues is follow up is that I don't actually have like a set date, and I also don't know when I can just kind of like stop calling them if they're not picking up. That's well. One the thing, thing is, I'm are you email? You. Are you doing email and text follow ups when you send proposals? I, I, I do proposals in person then I email it to them when I get home and then um, the follow-ups I normally just call. All right. Well, that's why you need drip jobs, by the way, to do that automated emails and text messages I know, I know. to make up, the, make up the difference between what you can't accomplish by yourself and what a system can do for you. That's your sales process. That's your insurance policies. When you look at cost of drip jobs, you look at it like this. What am I wasting in terms of my inability to get this done and what can a system do for me that I would hire an office admin to do. And yeah. if it, it, that, that's, that's the reality of the situation. So there's a hedge against what we can do and what we can't do. Now, in terms of your follow-up, you need to be, first of all, if you're coming into the door with a 17% discount, let me ask you this. Okay. And they know they're getting a 17% discount. How do you utilize that discount in a way that encourages them to buy from you? So, well, one is that I try to convince them that it's only for today. Like, it, like how are you? It, it's not trying to convince them. It's either it is or it isn't. It's because anytime I say, okay, so um, the way I, I present it is once I do my price, I come in with my tablet and I actually sit down and I show them the estimate without the 17% discount. And I kind of make it a show, right? I go down and we kind of talk about the whole estimate. And I said, here's your price. But today I'm offering you and I scratch out the price and I write the new total and I say, after the 17% discount, I'm offering you this much off, which makes your new total this much. And then I sit there and watch. And then they say, oh, you know, um, price is a little bit high. And I say, okay, no, I understand it. And then I ask like, the, have you ever hired a professional contractor? I go into trying to build value. And then um, they say, okay, we're going to want to like, just sit, I'm going to talk to my wife about it some more. I'll let you know later. And I was like, well, unfortunately the 17% discount only lasts today. And then most of the time they're like, come on, are you kidding me? Like, you're really going to say that? And then I try to build value. I try to build value. And then if anything, I normally say, okay, look, what I'm going to do for you. I don't do this for most clients, but I'll hold the 17% discount until 12 o'clock tonight. Give me a call by tonight and I can hold that discount for you. And then I normally don't hear back from them. <clears throat> That's tough. Yeah. And it's every time I ever tell them that the discount's only valid today all they do is just say, come on, like, how can you do this to me? Like, I just like ruin their life because yeah. I'm not offering this discount for the rest of So, what value are you offering in excess of what you're supposed to do? And, and that doesn't include, um, all right. So if you look at the last, give me an example of the last person you did an estimate for the last good job that you wanted, you knew it was going to be a good job last night, okay. 7 30 PM guy <laughs> named Nico. Why I were went... you there at seven 30 at night? 
because that's his only available time. Okay. And you went there at his only time, guy named Nico. What yep. was the scope of the job? Um, he just evicted somebody from a rental property. He doesn't, I asked, gone on site, I said, so what's the story? Why are we here? Oh, you know, evicted some people. It's kind of disgusting. We want new floors, new baseboards. We're probably going to renovate the whole house. He might live in it or he might just sell it. Originally, he wanted laminate. I sold him on vinyl because I told him that from what he's telling me, this is going to be so much more valuable to him. He didn't realize how much better vinyl was than laminate in this situation. And he really appreciated that for me. Okay. I went around the entire house and this is like the perfect customer. I want to let you know, like if I wanted to go to a bad customer, there's so many more I could talk about. No, this I want to hear customer. about this guy. Go ahead. So, so, so what happened? Right, right after that, we talked a little bit. He was running garbage from down in the basement because they were cleaning up the house with his wife or girlfriend or something. So I kind of talked to him a little bit. We went over the entire house. I kind of told him about the whole baseboard and shoe mold. And I said, you know what? I know you could, you, you know, we need shoe mold in here because it's going to make it look a lot more care. Like all the baseboards can look, have a lot more character to it. So um, <clears throat> pretty much after that, I went ahead and started costing the job. Now this was a, a lead, not from Pathfinder. So I didn't have the 17% discount on this one. So I went ahead and I, I did all my measurements while they were working downstairs. Uh, and then I went outside. I made my estimate, came back inside. I said, okay, guys, there was nowhere to sit. Literally all these chairs that were in there were disgusting. So I was like, unfortunately, we can't sit down. So let's stand. So Because I know you said if you ever give a price. You're probably laughing. Up. You were laughing when that happened because <laughs> we just talked about that. <laughs> I know. So I was like, unfortunately, I literally can't sit down in this situation. So I was like, let's just stand up. And this is the first job that I actually gave with, um, with, a, with the flooring included in it. So then um, I went ahead. I'm going to share my screen here so you can see. He also asked me to divot the uh, estimate up in all three rooms. So I did. I put my square footage cost for upstairs, main floor, and the basement. And then when I presented it to him, we went over the estimate and I showed him the price. And he was like, oh, wow, you know, that's a little bit high there. Or, or he's like, oh, you know what? Like, I think we're going to sit back. We're going to have a beer. And we're going to think about it. That's what he said to me. So I was like, oh, no, no, I completely understand. And I was like, just just curious, you know, have you ever um, hired a professional contractor for? Oh, no, no. First, I said, uh, he's like, oh, this is a little bit above our budget. So I said, oh, if you don't mind me asking, like, what was your budget price? And he said, oh, well, $8,000. And I was like, oh, OK. So I definitely can see I'm a little bit above what your budget was, four grand, right? Because I, I can't, I know that price is eight. But this is, I took the flooring off and then sent it to him. So it was plus $4,000 for um, flooring. So we were at about 12. And so then, um, you know, he said, oh, uh, yeah, well, there's a decent gap there. And I said, okay, so have you ever hired a professional contractor before? He said, no, I haven't. So I said, okay, that's, that's no problem. Do you mind if I explain my process to you? And he said, yeah, no, for sure. So I explained right from the beginning when we signed the contract, we take a 25% down payment. We start the project. We come, we find the exact flooring you want. I explained the whole you know, free in-person consultation. And then uh, right down to the very end, then I said, look, I know that you guys wanted to go at, um, it was like 10, five or 10, eight before or before tax. So like, I know you guys want to be at 8,000 here. What I can do for you just today is I'll minus off $800 if I can get your business today. And then they kind of sat there, they looked at each other and they said, oh, you know, I still think we're going to need to think about it. You know, would you be able to hold that discount for me? And I said, unfortunately not. So it was one, and then after that, he just kind of said, "Like we're gonna get more estimates, anyways." So it was. So so here's the deal, right? They're cleaning out the house. The house is gonna be empty. They also need to paint it, right? Yeah. They got. I tried to tell him. On, I tried to tell him on the painting. He wanted to do all the painting himself. That's fine. So so you know, and the issue the issue kind of runs into is that like some people want to paint before the flooring goes in. You know, he did actually bring that up, and I told him that uh, you can put the flooring in before paint as long as you protect it properly. 
you know, a way to, a way for you to value add that. What's that? We'll, we'll put, we'll tape paper over the whole floor for you. Yeah. Once we're done, we'll put paper over the whole floor. So you can, you can paint right now you're in grind mode. So that's a <laughs> yeah. huge value add. You know what I'm saying? So you can get that out of the way. Um, this is where you make a phone call this morning and say, Hey, I was looking at my notes. Look, my guys could really use the job. Just, just curious at the number that you gave him, uh, with the minus 800, do you know what your profit margin would be if everything went well? Uh, I actually did not. I, I did add up. I tried to do it in the car, but, um, my problem that I had is trying to find the profit margin on site kind of confusing me a little bit. So maybe we can go over that. Let's go I over go. it real quick. So, I mean, most of it's a labor cost. So, so if you look at it, what was the total uh, quote? The total estimate was uh, after, before tax, right? Or yeah, that's fine. Uh, 6,675, not including six, the material. Six, seven, five. Was that after you subtracted? Um, no, no. Minus $800. And then you minus 800. So he's at 5875, right? Mm -hmm. So I just want to see, because right now you're trying to get through the holidays. Like you, you just really started your business a couple of weeks ago with having these two guys. Yeah. Like, I don't even really care about you making money right now because the leverage that you have going into the new year is, is, is huge because you have these great guys. You're finally hitting your stride. You're learning sales. You're really hanging in there. Like, dude, I love it. You're really mm -hmm. paying attention to what I'm telling you. You're going to get customers. You just need more practice. Like you need more opportunities. Like they're going to start coming. So uh, you were at 6675. You subtracted 800 bucks. Now that leaves you at 5875. How much materials and wood are you going to have to buy? Probably like 300 bucks. It was 135 dollars for the nosing and transition strips and it's kind of hard to determine in this but probably about so you, 300 bucks you, buy, you buy the transition strips strips yeah and the nosing okay. yeah so like what do you think like 350 i'd say 350 400 all right 350 okay so that that's your so your straight labor uh minus the materials is like 55 at that price so what do you um what do you anticipate how long do you think it'll take your team to do it job like this from the ratio of what my other jobs, which I only have three jobs to go off of, where two jobs were final, I'd say probably up to five days. Five days, you think? Five, four so to five days, yeah. 75 times eight times five. Yeah, I mean, you know, so that would be about three grand in labor for you, mm -hmm. right? So 55, 75 minus 3,000 put you at 2575 profit. Now, if you made 2 grand on this job, would you be happy? Absolutely. All right. So, if your labor cost is 3 grand and you want to make 2 grand, okay? Now, obviously with before taxes and that's what the number we're going to tell them is, um mm -hmm. you could sell the job for 5 grand, you're going to make 1700 bucks. And that'll get you to the next job. You could call him right now and say, "Listen, I really want your business. I I've been thinking about it. I know that one of the barriers that we're going to run into is the fact that you want to paint and you don't want to get paint on your new floors. Here's what I'm willing to do for you. Okay. We could really use the work. We can get started when? Um, it was December 20th, I believe. December 20th. I have an opening. Okay. As soon as we're done the floors, we'll put paper over all the floors and prep your floors for you so you can paint. And I'll do it for five grand before taxes. You know, that's a survival job getting you through the holiday, right? Like, yeah, again, no, this for sure. Isn't really like for me, it's not like, oh, like, oh, he wants to take it. Dude, it's not like I want to just like rip your profit away from you. 
you're making 1700 bucks. That's, that's better than that's four, gonna, minus 14%. <laughs> that's going to build you some momentum. But here's the trick. Your guys got to get it done in five mm -hmm. days. Okay. And there's going to be pressure now. Like you, now, you know, like guys, we've got to get this done in five days. You are going to be popping in on the job to see progress every day as a project manager, not mm -hmm. a helper. You might help if you need to, but I, there's been jobs where I knew we needed to get done. Dude, I grabbed a paint sprayer and started working, you mm -hmm. know, but I didn't stay there. I did it because I was protecting the profit. But what you're going to be doing is building momentum. I think you should call him now. You know, yeah. I think you should call him after we get off this call. You should call him and say, look, here's where we're at. I could do 5,000 before taxes. That's as best as I can do. You know, we're going to do a great job. I can be there on the 20th. Okay. And, uh, you know, I know you were thinking about getting the house painted, you know, before, but in order for us to get in there, I know you might need some time. I will put paper over all the floors for you. Uh, so you can paint without worrying about getting paint on it. That's, that's an extreme value add. And, and that's at five grand, because remember if you're at $300 in wood, that puts you at 4,700. I went a little high on the labor for five days with your guys. I know what their cost is. Cause I seen yeah. it. So you're looking at 1700 in profit at a F at five grand. Okay. Move on to the next job. Yeah. How do no, you, definitely. how do you feel about that? Like, do you think that's going to help? I definitely think that can help. Yeah. And that is at like industry standard pricing too. So I feel like I do have a good chance of being able to actually possibly get it. Yeah. And, but, but imagine this, right? Imagine you have two of these going on right now at the same time, two for the 20th, you just made 3,400 instead of seven. No, I know. <laughs> See, no, I know. that's what I'm saying. It's like, <laughs> you've got to get ready for that next year. And I don't think you need to do that right now. I think just ride the wave of getting through the holidays with these two guys. But, mm -hmm. but look at this, you're, you now make boom, 1717. Now you made 3,400 as a company with four, four people. Yeah. In a week. I mean, that's pretty solid. You know, now you have money for you and you have money for overhead and a little bit of profit left over. Mm -hmm. Right now, it's just getting, you know, getting money from Peter to pay Paul. And uh, it's, it's a little stressful. What, what do you think I should do when it comes to like, like 99%, not 99, let's say 95% of the people that I go and do estimates for, your price is too high after the 17% discount. And that's a true 17% discount off of what my normal price would be. Yeah. I mean, you know, again, first of all, Canadian buyers are a lot different than American buyers. Like yeah. I, that has to be put out on the table. It's just different. Um, but I would say that, you know, getting creative, like I just got creative with that scenario of putting paper over all the floors for him so he can get the floors done he can get it painted. He can get it rented. I mean, I know you said that he, you did tell me it was an investor property or a rental. So he cares mm -hmm. about what, how quickly this can get done. So he can make a decision whether he's going to move in or he, cause one way or another, he's losing money on where he's living or where he's not renting. So, you know, you've got to keep that in the back of your head. And I think you should emphasize that you say, I know you're thinking about renting it. I mean, we can get this done so you could possibly get it rented January 1st. Yeah. See how that value right there gives him more of an incentive to go with you rather than the company's like, oh man, I think we can get it, you know, by uh, January 1st. No, you know that he can't rent it out unless it gets fixed. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and now another thing here that I wanted to bring up is uh, today's actually the end of my, my employee's two week trial. And uh, I do plan on keeping both of them. Um, but I was trying to think of you like I, I was going to say I was thinking about bringing them into my truck one by one and making it like an actual show. So they feel like honored that they finished the two week trial, not just like, a, all right, guys, I'll see you tomorrow. You know, I, I love it. I think you should do that. I don't know if you guys can you guys can eat lunch out there or what? You, they letting you guys eat lunch yet? What do you mean eat lunch yet? Canada. I don't know. If they're like the <laughs> lockdowns and stuff. 
can you yeah, guys no, go we out can, to we, eat? We, we can go eat lunch. Yeah, yeah. Like go yeah, out to like I mean, an actual so, restaurant you mean. <laughs> yeah, like sit down and buy them lunch and sit down and say, listen, yeah. man, like this is the vision, you know, and pitch the you're going there in the same way you pitch the vision to your customers, you got to be pitching vision to your employees. I yeah. do that all the time. I'm anytime I see my guy, I can't help but tell them, you know, the vision of what we're trying to accomplish. That's, that's like, me too. That's literally, you know, me like too. I want them to buy in because, you know, it's hard, man. It's, it, it, you know, and I, I got to make sure that if I'm sacrificing my time, energy, effort, resources, and all this, I want to make sure that it's not going in vain to people that don't care about what we're trying to accomplish here. And, 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 you know, I think it's important for you to pitch the vision. And I think this is a good vision for you to pitch. Hey, I forget his name. Hey, Joe. Um, listen, this is what we're going to do, man. I really think that although you and Bob are phenomenal together, mm -hmm. I really think that going forward, you need to be leading someone else on your own crew. How do you feel about that? Yeah. See, I, one thing is like, I, I'm really taking care of these guys. Like I've bought them lunch. I bring them coffees all the time. And like, we just started this new job. Um, and the house is a flip house. And it was like, I couldn't even explain it. We had to get the cleaners in before we started construction is the best way to put it. Um, and when the guys started there, they were like, you know, having trouble breathing because there was like, you know, dust and, and just musk in the air. So I drove 20 minutes to the nearest Home Depot, picked them up two respirators for 60 Love bucks it. each, came back and I gave it to them. And I said, they're like, oh, no, like we have one at home. Like, you don't need to do this. I'm like, dude, this is me investing in your health, not, you know, just giving you a respirator so you can get yeah. the job done. Like yeah. the, the, I'm investing everything in you're doing is great. Keep it up. Never change. Don't worry. Look, if I can give you one thing today. Do not worry about making money. Right now, you are way better off not making money and breaking even than you were working by yourself. Because mm -hmm. right now, you have something that people really don't, you can't really count it, but you could, your time. And your yep. time frees you to be able to make better decisions to market and grow your business. You've now created something on the side here that's working. You just got to perfect it. And I took right? that production head off. Yeah, which feels good. Yeah, it man. feels good. I also think it would be very wise for you to reach out to some distributors, flooring, uh, flooring yeah. uh, places and go in there and talk to them and introduce yourself and say, hey, you know, we are installing floors. They'll give you a set rate and say, hey, and, and guess what happens when you get in there? You can upsell baseboards. You can upsell different things, crown molding. Um, mm -hmm. So that's another lead source that you really should tap into. If you have the energy and effort to call 12 flooring companies go to the floor stores well that's my plan today remember what's that i said that that was the plan today because i was gonna have to go to distributors to find that vinyl oh, sample so that's why i was gonna i was thinking like maybe i'll like the good ones i'll come back the next day with a, bo a box of donuts or something you know yeah no you know, i mean do it just get on their vendor list man just say hey i just want to get on your vendor list you know yeah so, and then also see. that last guy i called that i told you i kind of like laid into and told him why i was calling about those square footage numbers he actually said that he's gonna send me you know, five or six of his distributors that he uses across the GTA, which is greater Toronto area. So that, um, I could like that, give him good deals on his flooring right. so that I can Great. take advantage of it too. Yeah, man. I mean, you're, you're in just the, you just started, if you just had these guys two weeks ago, you're so new into this, that everything you're doing is going to set you up for success, bro. I yeah. mean, everything you're doing, helping your guys, buying things, buying lunch, taking care of them. They're, you're keeping your good help around. Exactly. That's smart. And the one last thing I have written down, because I said, you know how I have my notes on my other monitor. I love always. it, man. You're ready. I appreciate that. So when you told me to niche down, um, I'm not going to lie. I genuinely was like, no. Like, I was like, there's no way. Like, I love general contracting. Like, I love seeing yeah. the bigger picture from start to finish. Right. And then I think one of those days after I listened to one of the podcasts and you said, you need to stop investing 
with emotion and be a business owner. And literally that right there changed my perspective. I said, I'm no longer, you know, working a job that I have emotion towards. I'm building a business that I'm going to make profitable. Like I'm a business person now. I'm not a contractor, you know? Right profitable yeah. logical decisions off yes. of yeah yes, and exactly. and you see now what i mean because imagine you have these two guys imagine if you had to tell them monday that they need to remodel a kitchen oh yeah no like this house that we're working on now unfortunately i accepted it before i hired them and some of it's like framing in a you know a new stand up shower and not one bit of uh, anything else than flooring i let them do they go on site. They're like, oh, do you need a hand with something? I'm like, nope, I got it. Nope, nope. You stay framing. there. <laughs> you guys keep doing what you're doing. I, like, I don't want to screw up your flow. You yeah. guys are great at what you do. And I want you guys to, to shine in that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you see? But that's why I'm so passionate about that, because some people don't understand that flow and they don't understand mm-hmm. that momentum that their employees have to keep in order to, exactly, to, exactly. to get better. And, 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 and you keep bringing them from one job to the other and doing this and this and moving them around. It's like, how can they improve? How can they yeah. feel good about where they're going to work? They don't know where they're going or what they're doing. Exactly. So. The consistency, you know, as soon as it's like when they get there and these two employees work so well together, they're, they're cracking jokes all day. They're, they're having like, you know, inside jokes, like things that they say to each other now that they yeah, keep saying. Every awesome. job. I'm seeing them. And like, even one of the guys, Jamie, he says to me, he's like, man, you know, as much as I know, in the future, you want to move us apart and have like two teams. He's like, I'm going to miss working with Ashcan, man. <laughs> I was like, that's so awesome. Right. And they're so invested in the company. Like they want careers within our, my business. And it's so awesome to have that feeling. And they keep telling me like, you know, they know my age, like they, they know how old I am. Um, and they say like, you know, Ian, you're doing this right. Like you're going to be a millionaire by the time you're my age. Cause they're older too. Like they're 38. Right. So the fact that they still respect me and appreciate me as much as the fact that I'm younger than them proves to me that they're good employees. It's because that you're showing them that you, you're, you're humble enough to work for them. You're yeah. not, you're not the, you do this. You're the let's do this. And uh, people resonate with that, man. And he actually said to me, he said, he, one guy took me aside and he's like, Ian, I do want to let you know that you're not a boss, but you're a leader. Wow. And it honestly almost made me want to like tear up, bro. <laughs> like I was just like, that's wow. what I've been working so hard for. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome, I was like, dude. I can't believe somebody told me that, you know? So, nah, man, this is, weeks. well, you know, look, man, I spent a lot of time coaching people and I spent a lot of time with these podcasts, hoping that I hear things like this, man. And, uh, Hey, when I first met you, we were way off from where you are now. So this is cool, man. And that's this only is, been like is, what? Two months a month. Yeah. Yeah. You hit the switch, man. Yeah. You know what? At the end of the day, the way I looked at it is like, I'm young. Uh, the business is still fresh. Why not take the the chance? Because what's the worst that can happen? You fail and then you jump back to what you're doing. At the end of the day, yeah. you don't fail in life. You learn. Right. So yeah. if I was to fail at doing what you told me to try to do, then that's me learning how to perfect it better next time or learning. Yeah. That's not for me. Yeah. Yeah. So, don't make these like, don't say, oh, well, I'm listening to this advice. Like I said, I'm like, I'm listening to this advice. It sounds like good advice, but when I actually do it, you know? Yeah. It's just, (laughs) it's a crazy feeling, man. Drip jobs. CRM is finally here. That's right. So drip jobs is an automation platform for contractors, home service professionals. It's going to automatically follow up with your customers. It's going to allow you to send invoices, estimates, It's going to allow you to send out blast marketing emails 
to individuals based on where they are in the buying process, this software is next level. And I'm reaching out to you. You're a listener of this podcast, and I want you to be one of the first ones to give it a shot. So if you want to see what Drip Jobs can do for your business, I'd love for you to head over to dripjobs.com, sign up for a free demo, and get your team involved, and let us sit with you and show you how powerful this software is. It's going to save you time. It's going to make you money, and you're going to love the features that are built into Drip Jobs. So if you want to check it out, head over to dripjobs.com, and we will give you first priority being a podcast listener uh, to be one of the very first to try out Drip Jobs in your home service business. I'm super excited to share that with you, and I'll catch you on the next episode.